DDCO at the plate, he's over for 2 today. Swakowski, the big right hander, lets it go. It's right down Broadway. DDCO lets it fly, and it's. Oh, it's raining now. Everybody and welcome to another episode of Rain Delay Theater, the show where two bums talk about other bums at baseball games. I'm Jeremy Dionisio. And I'm Jack Swagowski. And we're coming to you uh, right after the NL wildcard game, uh, which um, followed the AL wildcard game yesterday. Uh, so we have the playoff bracket set, and we're going to be talking about the playoff matchups uh, for you. But uh, this is episode number 138, and before we get to the wildcard stuff and the playoffs let's get to our 138 guys jack who do you got uh, i chose matt lawton <laughs> oh nice okay who had 138 career home runs was that the guy you thought i was going to choose jeremy not, not by a freaking long shot <laughs> who did you think i was going to pick i thought you were going to take bill mazeroski oh yeah maz no no that's too obvious i had to pick matt lawton yeah it yeah it i mean it's yeah it, he's too classy for the show i think bill mazeroski but <laughs> Uh, I did say like an old time guy, and he said, "I think you said your guy was an old time guy." Well, I mean, I guess I was thinking old time in, in terms of twenty years ago, but yeah, uh, sure. you know, I guess not the nineteen sixties. Yeah, um, <laughs> you know, it's funny because you were like, "I don't have a lot to say about my guy," and I don't think I have a lot to say about Matt Lawton either. I remember That's... him as a kid. Um, yeah. He played mainly for the Twins where I remember him on, but it seems like he played half of his career not on the Twins. Um, some of it was with. The Mets, a couple years with Cleveland, uh, then he bounced around. He played on the Cubs. Do you remember him as a Cub? I was going to say, Jack, I happen to remember him as a Cub, and I, I, for the amount that I remember him, to see that he only played 19 games as a Cub is is pretty funny. Uh, what, are your, what are your memories of him as a Cub? I mean, I believe he was like a late-season acquisition, if I, wanna, if I remember correctly. Uh-huh. Um, and, you know, 2005, I mean, the Cubs didn't do anything in 2005, but I think... They were, yeah, I mean, they finished in fourth place. I, I'd have to confirm that, that he was a late uh, acquisition, or he might have been like a waiver pickup or something. I don't know. I don't remember. I don't really remember the 2005 Cubs season, uh, but mm-hmm. I'm sure it wasn't great. Um, yeah, it looks like a, uh, July 31st of 2005, yeah. he was traded by the Pittsburgh Pirates to the Chicago Cubs for Jody Garrett and Cash. That oh, was a, wow. Yeah. Really, that one must have really grabbed the headlines. Uh, man, Jody Garrett, I remember. I, I was like, I thought Jody Garrett was going to be like serviceable. Um, and he wasn't. And, uh, yeah, but that's a, that's a, that's, that's a waiver. That's a trade deadline acquisition right there. (laughs) Um, yeah, he, uh, he had an okay career though. Uh, he made two all-star teams in the year 2000 with the twins, uh, and 2004 with the Indians, um, hit, uh, hit 20 homers with the Indians in 2004, um, hit 305 in 2,660 plus plate appearances. Not bad. Also stole 23 bases that year. Had, had a few seasons of, of over 20 plus steals as well. But yeah, had those 138 home runs. Jeremy, I was looking through uh, Baseball Reference though, and he played uh, in over 1,300 regular season games, and it doesn't look like he ever played in the postseason. Oh, there you go. Well, yeah, so he's he's one of those he's one of those guys. Those guys always kind of fascinate me when when you they manage to be around for a long time and never play in the postseason. So yeah, Matt Lawton was just kind of a guy, uh, you know, who was around for a while. He made a couple All Star teams, and now he's he's all but forgotten. Yeah, I mean that's got to be crazy. Like, 
I guess it, it would be interesting to hear, like, okay, because, like, you know, Ernie Banks never played a postseason game either. Mm-hmm. Um, but there were obviously a lot of less teams in the playoffs at that point. But, like, yeah, I wonder mm-hmm. what modern-day guys feel like who, who, like, stuck around that long and never got in a postseason game. I mean, I'm, I'm sure they're not happy about it, but uh, – that's pretty. That's got to be pretty brutal. That's pr- pretty brutal. Just like year in and year out, just playing and never like playing in the postseason. Never like, um, you know, just chasing the trophy. It's like that's that's got to be like a big hole in your career. Yeah, I was. I I think I was just talking to somebody about the player with the most uh, regular season games and no postseason games. Uh, do you have any idea who that would be right now? Um, the current active player. Oh, the current like a uh, current yeah. player. Yeah. Um, good lord, uh, it's not Joey Votto. Um, uh, nice M- MLB uh, uh, or rather uh, Baseball Reference has it here. Wow. Um, uh, or rather they uh, they have the list of the guys who played the most games without a postseason game. Ernie Banks is tops on the list. Twenty five hundred career games played. Ouch. Yeah, no postseason. Uh, still smiling all the time. Fucking. <laughs> uh, Kyle Seeger is the. Uh, uh, yes. Yeah, there you go. He's played 1,480 yeah. career games, no postseason. He almost made it this year, um, and he went out in a, in a blaze of glory. Uh, you know, being the being the voice of the you know <laughs> the the anonymous voice in the newspapers who ripped the Mariners' uh, front office. He hasn't talked to the the GM in four years. I think they they said. Yeah, that's what he said. Uh, so I don't know if they don't pat, you know they don't say hi when they pass each other in the hallways. I don't know. Yeah, that's that's uh, pretty that's pretty brutal. <clears throat> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's yeah, that's Matt Lawton. No postseason games. Who did you have? Uh, well, Jack, I was so I I, I was gonna pick uh, Bill Mazeroski. I I don't know if this came up on the podcast before, but um, uh, I don't know why, but for some reason my little league coach told me that I reminded him of Bill Mazeroski. Uh-huh. <laughs> For the longest time, I thought he was a lefty, um, and that's why, but but he's, he wasn't. And he wasn't he, – he was short, but not, like, exceptionally short. Uh-huh. I, I can only think of maybe because of the ski, like, I assume he was Polish, and my coach knew I was Polish or something. I don't know. Yeah. Um, not really sure. Anyway, that's that's really all I have to say about Bill Mazeroski, so that's why I didn't pick him. But – um. I did go with uh, former Cub Jose Cardinal. Oh, okay, okay, sure. Yeah, and um, I, I don't, I don't know that much about Jose Cardinal. He's before my time, before your time, Jack. Uh, mm-hmm. But for some reason, I remember just being at a at a Cubs game, and my dad telling me that he liked Jose Cardinal, and so I'm like, okay, well that's cool. My dad was my dad's favorite player. Um, uh, so I, I'm, I'm looking at his, his stats a little bit. Obviously, he hit 138 career homers. Um, he's from Cuba, uh, which is in, I'm always interested, like for guys like um, you know who played back in the day who were from Cuba. Um, played from 1963 to 1980. So I mean, he was retired before I was born. Um, and yeah, I mean, like he's a career 275 hitter. So I think like um, probably just known as like a, a solid like you know, bat in the lineup. Um, Trying to see here. I mean, he never made an all-star game. Yeah, I was going to say the one thing that stands out to me about him here is that he he never, he played for, from 1963 to 1980, and he never made a single all-star team, even though his career numbers are pretty good. Yeah, I bet he's, like, probably, like, a perennial, like, 
not fourth outfielder, but like you know, just like maybe like a you know like a guy off the bench or like a, a th- like a three four outfielder or something like that. Like, um, but he he played a lot of game up until nineteen seventy from like nineteen sixty five to like nineteen seventy six seventy seven. He was kind of like an everyday player. So uh, I think the latter part of his career, he he was either platooning or dealing with injuries, but. Um, uh, yeah, he was with the Cubs for six years. So he was with the Cubs in the like in the mid seven, like the early to mid, kind of like yes, from seventy two to seventy seven. So those were like I think those were the years that my dad would go and like just like hang out at Wrigley Field like <laughs> in the afternoon or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, so yeah, I guess he he probably came to embrace Jose Cardinal. Um, I think one of the things that that Jose Cardinal is kind of known for is like having like a, a big fro. That mm-hmm. he like, that stuck out of his hat, kind of like um, Oscar Gamble a little bit, and um, so a couple things. I knew that there was a couple weird things about Jose Cardinal, so I did a, a cursory uh, glance at his uh, Wikipedia, and of course there was. Um, he's known for having one of the worst uh, excuses for missing a game in baseball history. Uh, do you know the story, Jack? No. Um, apparently, so it says according to his Wikipedia. Um, where is it? I just lost it. Famously, famously temperamental. In 1974, Cardinal was at odds with the Cubs management and notoriously refused to play the season opener, claiming that he was injured because the eyelids of one eye were stuck open. So he couldn't blink and he couldn't sleep. So he 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 he, he claimed like he couldn't play. So uh, uh, was that like verified by a doctor? No, no, I don't think so. I think he just he was just like, uh, yeah, I can't blink, so uh, I can't play this game. Sorry, and then like probably like you know didn't get dressed or something wow um yeah you know i remember do you remember when jonathan lucroy said that he like broke his hand because his wife dropped a suitcase on uh on his hand no i don't think i've heard that one yeah that was like they said that was like a cover-up they say he probably like punched a wall or something but uh, i think i think they you know so that that just came to my mind because you know you're talking about guys who are missing games like you know devin williams getting drunk and, and punching a wall that that's probably you know, at least like, at least Jose Cardinal had like the hubris to lie, a terrible lie like that. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I think I think there's there's two categories there, right? Because there's like, there's the category of like guy gets injured doing something stupid and lies about it to not get like, you know, uh, fined or something or get his contract voided. And then there's this sounds like some fucking like kid in high school being like, uh, yeah, <laughs> teacher, I can't take the test. Uh, my eyes didn't close and so I couldn't get any sleep. So. Uh, I'm gonna have to take a makeup. Um, uh, although Jack, you gave you brought me you gave a good idea there, which like maybe we could do like an episode of like weird injuries or fake injuries or something. Uh, yeah, that, there, <clears throat> there's a lot of them. I that that's something that I feel like gets talked about a lot, like by you know Sports Center or something. So like I don't know if it's too I don't know if that one's too easy of a topic, but there's there's a Clint Barnes one where he like broke his like wrist like. Apparently Todd Helton gave him a big bag of jerky and like he broke, he like fell, he was carrying it up the stairs and fell and broke his wrist or whatever. Jesus. Um, I don't remember that one. Yeah. 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 That's a good one. I think, um, was it Jeff Kent broke his arm, like washing his car or something. There's, there's all kinds of weird ones that are just clearly like these guys got drunk and like fell down (laughs) or punched a wall or, or worse. Um, and that's why the whole Devin Williams thing is weird because it's like he admitted to being drunk, which is like, okay, well, good. But then, like, punching a wall because he was upset, well, it's like, 
okay, did you punch a wall or did you punch a person? And did you did you punch a wall because you were upset or because you were like fucking like in a domestic situation? I don't know. Um, did you get in a bar fight? I don't know. Like, there's there's still weird things to that one as well. But uh, it's refreshing, I guess, that he at least admitted that he was drunk. Definitely. Um, well, Jose Cardinal, that's a good one, Jeremy. That's not really a guy that had been on my radar. And it's his birthday today. Octo- oh, really? It's, it is now October 7th. Yes. So thanks to, uh, uh, you know, baseball references algorithm, uh, we are able to celebrate his birthday as well. So happy birthday. Happy 78th birthday, Jose Cardinal. I, you know, who knows if he's doing anything for his birthday this year. <laughs> I hope he's having a nice... Well, it's midnight, right? So maybe he's having a media noche sandwich. Uh, <laughs> right, right. Yeah, well, and, and it's funny, Jeremy. You said your dad used to hang out at Wrigley Field. It was, you know, that back in the days when Wrigley Field was a playground for uh, for guys like that, as, I, as yeah. Lee Elia would say. I know. I should take I should take offense to that, that rant by Lee Elia because that's my dad you're talking about, <laughs> you bastard. <laughs> anyway. Um, but cool. There we go. So those are our uh, 138 guys. Um so, Jack, uh, we just um, finished watching the wildcard games, and um, yeah, I mean, listen, I think, what was your quote about both games, Jack, about both teams? Uh, I wished all four of them could lose. Yeah, if there was only a way that all four of them could lose and no one would advance, um, that would have been ideal. I, I couldn't agree more with you. I feel like definitely, I mean, okay, so for the National League, definitely like the Cardinals and the Dodgers are, are my two most hated teams in baseball. So it was it was tough to have a rooting interest in that one. Um, I think we both agreed that Max Scherzer is like kind of like the one chip that like you know tips the tips the wagon towards the the Dodgers for us. Even though fucking man, I fucking hate the Dodgers. But like, um, yeah, if cheering for for um, for Max Scherzer is 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 paramount in that situation. Um, but uh, the Yankees and the Red Sox too is like I don't. It's like I don't. I I don't like the Red Sox, but there's a couple guys on there that I like. The Yankees, I'm not that crazy about uh, these days, and they got Rizzo, and I got a vendetta against Rizzo. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, so it was a tough – it was two two tough games to have a rooting interest in, yet they both um, – uh, definitely tonight's game was, was a lot better than yesterday's. But yesterday's was, was pretty decent for, for a bit too. You know, um, something funny about tonight's game is they interviewed Mike Schilt yeah. before the game yeah. uh and they must have like prepped him with the question beforehand um yeah. especially for something like you know an, an on-field interview like that he probably wants to know what they're going to ask him so the, the the reporter's question was what did you learn about your team during september and his answer was well not learned confirmed um he's <laughs> like i knew that they were tough but then like he said not learned confirmed uh, like three times during the course of the interview, like I, you could just see him coming up with that like before the game, like hmm, like learned, confirmed, like yeah, those sound like you know those are phonetically similar. I think I'm gonna say that. <laughs> so he he came up with it and he clearly thought it was good, and so he said it like three times, and then and then she asked him, uh, you know, so you got you know you got Wainwright and Molina at the battery tonight. That's 34 years of combined experience. Do you do you talk to those guys before the game, or do you just you just let them ride? And he's like. I just let him ride. You know, it's like, shut the fuck up, dude. Like, you, you know, her follow-up to that should have been, oh, well, I guess, you know, they could just fire you now and they'd <laughs> yeah. still be fine for this game because you're just, like, just going to be hands-off. Like, he, he tries so hard to play the part of the old-school 
crusty baseball guy. Yeah. But it's just ridiculous because he looks like a total nerd. Yeah, no, for sure. And I mean, and he also like Jack, he, he I forgot what the, the phrase was, but he's like, yeah, they got a lot of cojones. <laughs> and it was, yeah. it was like, it's like, dude, it's like you're on the field, like being interviewed on, on national television before the game. It's like, you don't have to be a fucking t- tough guy, like 24 seven, dude. Like, you know, like that's, it's, 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 it's like charming in a, uh, like in a crass sort of way, but it's like, dude, come on. Like, you, you know, chill out for, for a minute or don't, you know, again, or don't do the interview. Like if you're, if you're so like charged up that you're going to be like, uh, acting like a badass. but, um, it is, um, I think it's funny that, uh, um, he does like try so hard to be like a badass and like, he's such a, he just looks like like a soccer dad. I said like a suburban soccer dad. Like he should be wearing like a pastel, like a uh, polo shirt tucked into like khakis like that. Yeah. Like, he's his, he's his, his face is begging for that, that outfit yet. He's like, has, he's wearing the Cardinals uniform. I think he, he I always thought he looked like a, a middle school science teacher. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Name that. Uh, yeah. Like anything in that, in that quadrant. Uh, that's, that's Mike Schilt. Um, but uh, yeah, like a sporting sporting goods store manager, <laughs> like that's like <laughs> the closest he he should be to, to sports. Um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so like yeah, always trying to to be a tough guy, and um, yeah, I don't know. Um, <laughs> one one thing that really uh, struck me um, was the start of the game. It, it started at they said five p.m. L.A. time, yeah. so there was there was nobody in the stands no. at the start of the game. You know, they always joke about a late arriving Dodger crowd. But literally, only half the stands were full at the beginning of the game, and I was like, "Man, that, I guess that really is a thing." Yeah, I, yeah, oh yeah, for sure. Well, and, and and just it's like, dude, fucking piss on the Dodgers fans, man. It's like, I I don't care how many times you've been to the goddamn playoffs. Like they were talking about, like in years past, they talked about how the the Braves fans. It's like they don't even come out to the wild to the uh, uh, division series because. They're so used to making the World Series. Like, the Division Series is nothing. It's like, well, then fuck off. Like, you know, there should be, like, a team and their fan base should be excited about being them in the playoffs. Like, they shouldn't get excited once they make it to the the Championship Series or the World Series. It's like, screw them and screw the fans. It's like, and and Dodgers, I I just can't fucking, I can't take it. It's like the ultimate, like, non like committed fan like the ultimate like fair weather fan it's like oh yeah we'll get what's oh it's the first it's a wild card one game elimination one of the most exciting games in baseball yeah we'll get there about the second third inning and we'll probably take off in the seventh or or, or you know eighth inning it's like fuck off man like you don't deserve a you don't deserve that important of a game no it, it was it you know that uh, so it, yeah that really struck me because i know i know that if if i had tickets to that game i would try to slug off work a little early I, I know i know traffic is bad in la but it's just you know eventually the stands filled in we had fifty thousand plus people there uh, all there to watch joe west um and it and it ended up uh you know was that his last game or is he doing the other playoff games so as well the announcers said that that was his last game um that's I was, what i thought i heard yeah i was looking at the um uh like i was looking at reports and he he had I, I had missed that he announced his retirement. I didn't even know that. Um, but, uh, you know, pending him getting another game in the playoffs, but it seems like the announcers knew that he wasn't going to, and I don't think he should get one based on his, like, umpire rating. I think his umpire rating is really low at this point. So 
Do you um, remember what you yelled at him earlier in the season when we were at a game? I, I know he said something about retiring, right? Uh, I think you said, run, Joe! Because he had to, like, run across the field to uh, <laughs> take take his headset like head, headset because he was the crew chief, and, and there was a challenge of his call. Yeah. I think it was it might have been, it, it, like, a, a stolen base call. Yeah, it was because Javi Baez tried to steal the base, and yeah. the, the ball beat him there, and Javi Baez was clearly safe, so Joe, uh, Joe West had to overturn his own call, mm-hmm. which was uh, kind of nice to see. But, yeah, you uh, he, he had to run to the sideline, <laughs> and you were, you were kind of letting him have it. <laughs> and I, I believe I said something like after that. I'm like, yeah, you can go ahead and retire now. I think too. So, yeah, you did. You did. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't think he deserves any less than that. So, <laughs> um, um, yeah. So it was it was weird uh, to see Juan Soto at the game too. He <laughs> he had his Nationals jersey on. Yeah. Um, it was like a little, just a little too soon or something. I, I don't know. Like if I if I was like. If I was a fan of, like, you know, or if, like, Christian Yelich was at the game, like, cheering on Cody Bellinger or something, I'd be like, dude, just just go home. Like, don't 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 come to this game. Yeah, no, I know. He's just kicking back in L.A. Like, he was wearing his Nationals jersey, but he was wearing a Trey Turner jersey. I mean, so they said he was there to yeah. support Trey Turner and Max Scherzer, which I guess makes sense, but it's like players usually don't sit, like, if, if, if a player, first of all, it's, it's so in, incredibly rare that an active player goes to another game. Yes. Um, but uh, they usually sit in like a box or something. They don't usually sit like t- like in the third row or something. But he was just there kicking back. Like you know that he's just in L.A. just kicking back, like going to like some awesome restaurant or some awesome club. He was like sitting next to like I think he was sitting next to Scott Boris. I'm not sure if Scott Boris is his his, his uh, agent or not. But like I'm pretty sure that was Boris that he was with. And um, you know that they're just fucking off and like you know yeah. If you're a Nationals fan, it's like hey man like. You know, are you upset at all that that you're not playing in this game? Like, are you just like totally enthused to to be uh, in LA, like like watching your friends play? Like, it's like I yeah, I wouldn't want to see him until like you know spring training or something. Yeah, and you know if he's going to be on the Nationals for an extended period of time, uh, he, he it seems like it's trending that he's going to be a, a a spectator at these playoff games for at least <laughs> sure. the, at least the, probably the next four or five years. I mean, so. maybe yeah, maybe that's the the, uh, the grace we should give him. It's like he's he's one of the best players in in baseball, and he's probably trapped on the Nationals now for a while. So maybe we should let him enjoy himself. I guess. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, that's the that's definitely the other side of the argument for sure. Do you remember that Super Bowl where I think it was the Giants were in the Super Bowl and Peyton Manning was just like who was still active at the time? I think was just oh, watching. Yeah. From like uh, a box, like just by he was in the box by himself, not mm-hmm. talking to. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that was that was interesting. That was one of the more interesting active player situations. But yeah. this was a little this was a little much. At least, yeah, at least it was his brother in that Super Bowl, so I could I could get that one. But um, but yeah, it's it seems like just like you know bad form to like because you you know he's cheering for he was cheering for the Giants and you know that Soto was cheering for the uh, the Dodgers and it's like. I don't want fucking Juan Soto to. I want him to fucking, you know, spit on the Dodgers. I don't want him to cheer for him, even if his friend is on the team. Like, I don't want to see that as a, if I'm a Nationals fan. Yeah, man, it's not, and it's not like Juan Soto was famously best friends with Max Scherzer and uh, Trey Turner. Like, yeah. they were team, they were teammates. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Poor, poor form. That if if you're an active player, you should get the Pete Rose treatment. You know, you just shouldn't let, you shouldn't be let in other games. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, um, 
Yeah, so uh, so that's that. Um, but okay, so the Dodgers and the Red Sox would uh, would go on to win those games. Um, so it's going to be Dodgers at Giants, which I think is is fitting. Although it, it sucks for both of them because they they should be kind of they were the top two teams in baseball. You you think they should meet in the in the championship series, but one of them is going to get eliminated. Um, but it's fitting because they're division rivals. They've never I think they said they've never met in the playoffs before. So that's going to be pretty historic. Um, yeah, that's ho- a huge rivalry too. Yeah, I mean, hopefully, no Dodgers fans beat a, a Giants fan to death, you know. <laughs> uh, but you know, uh, it depends on how the ratings go. Maybe they'll, you know, they they might want something like that to happen. But uh, no, I it, it it'll be a good uh, series. Um, it'll be fitting. Um, the um, the the Brewers are playing the Braves. Uh, the um, uh, Red Sox are going to be playing the the Rays, uh, and the um, White Sox are playing the Astros. So, yeah, should be should be interesting um, across the board. Yeah, I'm I'm excited to see uh, the Rays series, Jeremy. Um, uh, Shane Boz is scheduled to pitch Game Two, I believe. Um, yeah. He's scheduled to start, which is cool. We saw him just a couple years ago uh, in A Ball. We got his autograph. Um, so you know, that's pretty exciting that he rose to to that to that height. You know, so fast that he's now starting a playoff game. Yeah. Um. So I'll, I'll be I'll be rooting for. I don't really have any particular love for the Rays, but I'll be rooting for him to do good. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, you'll be Juan Soto to his uh, Max Scherzer. <laughs> 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 uh, but uh, yeah, uh, that is pretty cool. That's got to be like one of the higher like profile like guys we saw in the minors like now like in a high profile situation in the majors um even though he's only he only pitched like three regular season games uh you know just like a couple weeks ago um so uh so yeah so that's cool um i i i the rays were my my pick um if you go back to our predictions um episode so to win to to win the world series so i um i'll definitely be cheering for the rays the rays are the only team that i like in this whole playoff so um i got it i gotta cheer for them um It'll be interesting to see if the Rays take on the White Sox in the championship series. But, um, uh, yeah, I think it, it would be cool because we saw that matchup, actually. So that would be cool. Um, but, uh, yeah, as far as the White Sox series goes, um, Jose Abreu is like a question, is questionable for game one because he has, like, an illness or something, a non-COVID-related illness. Jesus Christ. Um, um. Yeah, I mean, Jeremy, you said when we were at the game the other uh, last week, maybe they should give this guy a couple days off to end the season, and they and then they, they didn't. Yeah, no, of course, no, they rode his ass into the ground for some yeah. reason. Um, yeah, they, and yeah, it's, he says it says he tested negative for COVID, but he's he's ill. He's traveling to Houston. Um, hmm, I wonder. I'd like to see those test results. <laughs> you know, I, I hate to think that uh, a baseball team would, would lie about a positive COVID test just so a guy could play in a game. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, again, I don't know. I don't know why those stories even come out. It's like I don't want to think of Jose Abreu being too sick to, to play in, you know, a huge playoff game, um, especially if he's going to end up playing anyway. Um, but I, maybe it's strategy. I and guess. who the who the fuck would play first base for the White Sox? Yasmani Grandal. I mean, maybe Gavin, Gavin Sheets. Sheets. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Okay, yeah, yeah I I actually kind of like that for the White Sox. Well, Gavin Sheets has hit four home runs in our presence. Yeah, I know. Get us out. Get us out to uh, Houston. Uh, yeah, right. But um, 
yeah, so um, so that uh, that that will be an interesting series, uh, of course. Um, Larusa versus uh, Baker. It's like Jesus Christ. Like, um, just talk about old. Um, <laughs> did you uh, did you see that video of Dusty Baker drinking out of the cleat? No. <laughs> in the uh, apparently in the Astros post game celebration. Dusty Baker took a shoot, like a cleat, a baseball cleat, a spike, whatever, and poured champagne in it and, like, drank out of it. I hope it's some, It's a shoe that nobody had ever worn. I hope so, too, because that's fucking disgusting. That's <laughs> I couldn't think of anything more disgusting than that. Like, that's pretty fucking gross. And, like, yeah. the play, he did it, and the players were like, hey, like, just, like, fucking, like, maniacs. Um, well, I, I heard the story about it before I watched the video, and I thought – Maybe he like dumped. I thought maybe like someone poured some champagne into his his the shoe and he just tilted it up, you know, in the air and it let it kind of like rain down on him and maybe into his mouth. But no, he sipped it from the cleat. Like he actually oh. put the back of the shoe up to his mouth and sipped it as if he was like, you know, sipping out of a, a milk container or something. It was fuck. It was fucking weird. You know, and I was I was thinking. It- you know, it'd be disgusting if it was somebody else's cleat, but it would also be disgusting if it was my own cleat. Yeah, no, yeah, no way around it. I mean, it's it's gross. I mean, it's bacteria. The reason why your feet smell is because of bacteria, and it's like <laughs> there's millions and co- millions of colonies of bacteria in his shoe. Uh, you know, in non-COVID times, it's just it's 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 uh it's disturbing. Yeah. Um, and hey, Jeremy, uh, the Astros and the Red Sox are both back in the playoffs. So yeah. you know, two two cheating organizations are, are back at it. Wouldn't wouldn't that be a uh, a great a great ALCS? Yeah, what a great story, right? A great redemption story. It's like they cheated, <laughs> and they they barely got a slap on the wrist, and now they're back in the playoffs, baby. Like what a great redemption story. What a yeah, great... and one of one of them with the same manager. Yeah, I think that's um, you know, in in writing, I think. Um, the hero's journey, I think, kind of talks about that. It's like cheat, uh, suffer a, a setback, and then you know come back to where you were and don't learn a lesson. I think that's the, <laughs> I think that's the hero's journey, um, uh, as written by Joseph Campbell. Um, but uh, yeah, so that's um, yeah, that's pretty bleak, I guess. Um, you know, that's how much I that's how much of a vendetta I have against the <laughs> against Rizzo um, is that uh, I was I was actually cheering for the Red Sox yesterday, despite all of that bullshit and Chris Sale. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, the Yeah, the Brewers are, uh, uh, you know, also uh, facing the the Braves. That that series starts on Friday. Yeah. That, that, that'll be an exciting one. Um, the, Bra- the Braves are a tough team. They, they only won 88 games and won their division with that, but uh, they've, they've got some good players, so I'm a little worried about that one. Yeah, I, well, I'll, you know, I don't, I'm not going to go ahead and jinx this one for you, Jack, but, like, I think that's the one on paper that I think I think people would would expect the Brewers to just kind of march through that series, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, you never know. I mean, it's the playoffs for sure. Braves are definitely more experienced in the playoffs than the uh, than the Brewers, so that could be a thing. Um, I think the I really, as much as it pains me to say, I, I don't see the Brewers being really stopped by anyone except for maybe the the Dodgers. Um, uh, but you know, we'll we'll see. Um, you know, a Rays Brewers World Series would be cool. It would be ratings death uh, for for yes. I, I was I was thinking I had thought of that myself, Jeremy. They, I'm sure and that is the matchup MLB least wants. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, but it would be cool. Um, 
And uh, yeah, man, it'll be interesting to see. I think, um, yeah, I, I can only imagine like um, maybe cautious optimism uh, on for you, Jack, as a as a Brewers fan. But like, they they just seem in really good shape. So they do. If if that Devin Williams injury right. hadn't happened, I think they would be uh, you know maybe the favorites right now. Who knows? Yeah. True. Um, but yeah, that'll be exciting. Uh, also, in other news, Ozzy Guillen got nominated for an Emmy, but the, the only the only place I'm seeing that is the White Sox NBC White Sox Twitter. <laughs> yeah, I I that's I saw it on Twitter too. I think Chuck Garfine um, retweeted it. Um, although it looks like it only has four retweets too as I'm looking at this. Um, that's funny. No, nah, that's got to be. There's got to be something. That's got to be like some sort of glitch or something. It it couldn't. It's like four just schmoes who retweeted it. Like. There's got to be like another post or whatever, but but yeah, uh, Ozzy Guillen uh, was nominated for his his post game, uh, an Emmy for outstanding crafts achievement on camera talent, um, NBC Sports White Sox analyst. So um, I think that'd be awesome if um, Ozzy Guillen could could win an, a, a local Emmy and uh, a World Series ring. Um, I think that would be a cool combo to put together. And maybe maybe this is why he didn't manage the White Sox this year because he was trying to win an Emmy. Well, hey, you know, uh, Jeremy, as Ozzy Guillen said about a year ago, um, before the White Sox hired Tony Larusa, Ozzy Guillen said, you know, I'm the best manager in baseball and by a lot. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I think those kinds of comments, along with his uh, derision for Nick Swisher, I think is maybe what got him those. Uh, those votes so yeah definitely um yeah uh um so a couple more things uh that frank thomas was uh uh white Sox related um i i assume he'll be doing the uh the post the post uh game and pregame shows for uh for baseball this year again right for the playoffs i, I hope so yeah i think that's a good although i saw um yeah it was on i guess the tbs thing was on oh yeah well so wait who who is it normally it's um Frank Thomas is it? Uh, it's, is Poppy? Uh, yeah, Poppy. Uh, oh, A Rod and uh, Burke. Uh, what's his name? Uh, what I forgot what that guy's name is. But the the fake um, Joe Buck. I forgot what his name. Kevin Burkhart. That's it. Um, right, right, right. Yeah. So I don't think there hasn't been a game on Fox yet. I think a playoff game. So we'll see. But yeah, I'm, mm-hmm. I, I th- I'm pretty sure those guys are going to have to be back. Um, but, uh, yeah, so this is a story. This is a couple of weeks old at this point, but, um, or maybe not. I don't know. This is dated October 3rd, but did you, did you hear the story, Jack, about Frank Thomas in the field of dreams? No. So apparently a group, Frank Thomas is, is like the, the face of a, like a, like a investment group that is purchasing the, the field of dreams, uh, movie site, the whole, like the whole site, like the farm and everything. <clears throat> which is funny. It, it It's like, okay, that's cool. I guess I didn't know it was for sale. And like, I didn't like, I don't know. It's kind of sad. Like I went to the field of dreams, like in like 1992 or something as a little kid. And I think mm-hmm. it was still owned by the same people who own the farm. But I think at some point, some like, you know, fucking like entertainment corp, like purchased it or whatever. Maybe, maybe the people still like had a piece in it or whatever. But anyway, this investment group or whatever is buying it now um 
you know, no doubt hot on the heels of the Field of Dreams game. But it just it it smacks of like something where it's like some like rich guy was like watching the game and it was like it got caught up in the excitement and was like, oh, maybe I should buy that, you know? And, and they're like, oh, oh man, maybe I should buy that Field of Dreams. Like that game was that game was awesome. Like five like eight homers, walk off homer, fireworks. I'm gonna buy that thing. It's like, okay, I guess so. I mean, like hopefully. Um, these Field of Dreams games continue, and they're also like as good as this one. Um, you know, if, if the Cubs are going to play in it next year, it has a very likely chance of being a, a steaming pile of shit. So yeah, I don't like. I don't know. I, it's one of those things where it's like, wow, this game was really cool. There's no way they can top it, and they probably won't. And it, it'll probably continue on, but it's it's. I don't know if it'll ever up to, live, ever live up to the same hype. So I don't know if that's a great business venture to buy the field of dreams yeah i mean i mean who who knows they might not even do that game after next year it might be such a flop it, it could be i don't know i mean like i don't know if people will be excited about a frank schwindel home run into the corn um like they were about uh aaron judge but um i maybe like uh maybe when you buy the field of dreams it comes with like you know a direct like it comes with kevin costner's personal cell phone or something so you can just call him <laughs> whenever you want it's like, yeah, Frank, uh, yeah, I'm kind of busy here, um, you know, working on a white T-shirt uh, glasses combo. Like, what do you what, what do you need, Frank? Like, I'm kind of busy. It's like, oh, Kevin, I just wanted to say, uh, you know, I loved you in Swing Vote or something. It's like, I don't know. It's it's it seems like a weird impulse buy almost, but I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. You, you call Kevin Costner and he tells you, um, he pats himself on the back and tells you how he made a movie that stood the test of time. Yeah, right. He's like, we made, we made a movie that stood the test of time and you bought it and, you know, <laughs> so you'll be, you'll always be, you'll never be as great as us, but you'll be right up there, Frank. So, um, yeah, I don't know. And meanwhile, Phil Alden Robinson is nowhere to be seen, the director of the damn movie. Like, he yeah, why the hell well, wasn't he invited to the Field of Dreams? <laughs> Uh, I was going to say they're going to have to get a different cast member every year. Um, so yeah. eventually, I think I already made this joke, but they're going to have to get down to Timothy Busfield one of these times. <laughs> I think I think for the the level of uh, talent the Cubs are going to have, Timothy Busfield would be appro- <laughs> appropriate for next year. Sa- save James Earl Jones for when they have a better team. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> old Frank Whaley comes out, young uh, Moonlight Graham. Uh, <laughs> Is that was that Frank Whaley? Yeah, that was yeah. Wow. Okay. In- interesting. Um, did not. Yeah. Did not know that. Frank um, Whaley. What, Jack? What's your favorite Frank Whaley role? Um. Jesus Christ, man. I'd have to. I'd have to look look up what he was. Uh, look up his filmography well, again I know, here. I know mine. Mine is Career Opportunities. Okay. Which, okay. Uh, the John Hughes written movie, not directed, but. Uh, you're a you're a big John Hughes fan, Jeremy. Well, <laughs> that's a complicated story for another day. But yeah, I mean, I do. <laughs> Uh, I, I always was until I read maybe like one article, like a, a thought provoking article about him. But um, but yeah, as sure, you know, as a Chicagoan, even though he wrote all his movies took place <laughs> like were based in the suburbs. But, um, you know, they, they would go to the city. Um, but uh, but Career Opportunities is a great movie um, starring, a you know, a, a young uh, Jennifer Connelly and him, he, Frank Whaley works at the, at the Target and they, they get locked in there overnight. It's uh, like a fantasy movie um for for many young men but uh yeah uh but uh yeah yeah frank whaley uh swimming with sharks is a really good movie too jack i don't know if you ever saw that one 
Uh, I have not ever seen that one. What, what's that one about? It's um, it's it's interesting. It's a movie. It's like the um, the boss from hell type of movie. Like Kevin Space, like Frank Whaley plays Kevin Spacey's um, like assistant, and he's mm-hmm. just like a nightmare. Like he like yells at him about like equal packets. He's like, "This is not an equal packet. This is you know Splenda or whatever." And um, then Frank Whaley like goes crazy on him. Um, it's a really good movie. It's like an early '90s uh, indie movie. Um, okay, but uh, yeah, worth worth a worth a view. I'm seeing he's also in Broken Arrow too. I didn't, I don't oh, remember him in that one, nice. but uh, yeah, there you go, Broken Arrow, a mid '90s classic with John Travolta. Yeah, just watch, we'll just watch Blowout. Good, good movie. Nice. Um, so yeah, a lot of uh, a lot of uh, not a lot of people, but a few people. Managers got the axe as well, and coaches. A couple guys from the Cubs. Uh, Jeremy, I don't know if I ever, maybe I got his name right, uh, on his way out the door. Is it Anthony Iapochi? Uh, Iaposi. Damn. Still couldn't get it right. <laughs> yeah, I know. You had a couple years to get it, but, um, yeah. no real reason why you, you, you should have known it, but, um, yeah, he's not going to work here anymore <laughs> anyway. Um, but, uh, yeah, so he, he got the ax. Um, Mike Borzello is, is also leaving the team, which is kind of sad because he was like the kind of connection to to Brody Stevens with the, with the team, um, former teammates. Uh, so I know, uh, Bleacher Jeff has got to be upset about that one too. Yeah. Um, you know, he was Joe Torrey's, uh, like friend, right. Or nephew or something, Mike Borzello. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I know he was connected to the, to the Yankees somehow. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm sure he'll, he'll find a job somewhere. Um, yeah. but it, it seemed odd. I, I guess, you know, maybe they're just trying to move on from that, 2016 team as much as they can and he he was one of the last holdovers from that coaching staff yeah i don't know if i i would guess that he left on his own volition like i'm uh-huh. not sure if they fired him it seems like he could have probably had a job for life there like sure um but uh yeah i'm not sure um i i can only imagine that he was like yeah rizzo's gone like uh brian's gone like all these guys are gone i, I might as well like you know take like st- like step out uh, as mm-hmm. well um, but, uh, so that's kind of a bummer, but, um, I don't know. Um, we'll, uh, we'll see. I, I, I hope they find some friggin' hitting coach that can help that team, but I know that all those guys are gone now. So, you know, maybe fresh slate, I guess. Um, so we'll see, we'll see what happens with that, with coaching stuff. Um, Jace Tingler, uh, rightfully so was fired by the Padres. Um, mm-hmm. goodbye. You friggin' bum. Um, I don't think it was his fault that the Padres didn't make the world the the playoffs. Um, I think it was uh, Steve or what's his name, Mike Clevenger and uh, Denelson Lamette still being injured. Um, and yeah, he- and I mean, you Darvish uh, took a turn for the worse as well. Um, Blake Snell didn't have a very good year, so you know, and they fired Larry Rothschild in August. Yeah. But it was a little, probably too little, too late. Did, and well, did you see the the numbers for I I saw that on Twitter maybe or something like. There, the rotations uh, ERA before the Larry firing Larry Rothschild was like three sixty something, and then after mm-hmm. they fired him, it was five sixty something or something. Wow, I'm sure he, I'm sure Larry Rothschild is happy about those stats. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, it's uh, that's, it's just like what, yeah. Here it was. Buster only tweeted it a couple of days ago before firing uh, Rothschild three seventy eight ERA, um, and then after the firing five eighteen. It's like. Yeah, that's the, he wasn't the problem. Like, <laughs> so. yeah. Um, so yeah, Padres were a total mess. Uh, it'll be interesting to see who they go 
go after. Um, probably Bruce Bochy, if I, if I had to guess, because um, I think he's, he's looking to get back in the game. Um, uh, was it uh, so? This guy was the one guy we couldn't name. Like we tried to, it was Luis Rojas, right? I believe that, it's Luis yeah. Rojas, yeah. Okay, there you go. Yeah, he's he's out the door for the Mets too, who also had a pretty disastrous season. Um, no real surprise there. He was probably the biggest no name in baseball. Although I think I, I told you this, Jeremy. I think I read that he's Moise Alou's son, which uh-huh. is uh, which is which is uh, Felipe, not 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 Moise. <laughs> right, um, right. right, right. But he uh, he is he is in Alou. Um, I think he just goes by probably maybe his mother's name. Um, but yeah, he's out too. Uh, the Mets are a disaster as well. Yeah. Jeez. I'm looking at, uh, Luis Rojas right now. I'm like, um, I'm like three months or I'm like two months older than Luis Rojas. That's weird. Really? Yeah. Jeez, man. Imagine yourself managing a, a baseball team. Oh, well, I don't know. I could certainly do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'd start by not firing. I'd start by not firing Larry Rothschild as my pitching coach um but uh yeah um yeah that's uh that's interesting i don't know who's like are they gonna sign they might as well just fucking rehire carlos beltran at this point you know yeah right just just uh, uh yeah a clean a clean sweep for all those managers who were implicated in the cheating scandals yeah. um yeah why not um yeah and i, I do they did they hire a gm yet because the one who was the interim one got busted for for drunk driving <laughs> yeah um <laughs> Uh, yeah, and then the one before that um, sent in uh, some interesting text messages. Um, but uh, no, um, I don't think they did. I don't think they did. I think people are still clamoring for uh, Theo Epstein, which um, yeah, I, I, that, that that's totally gonna happen. Yeah, I was like, why would he? Why would he want to do that? Like, like let him just just be the advisor to baseball, and until Manfred quits or gets fired or what, or doesn't get fired, but like whatever. He leaves and then he could just become the commissioner of baseball. I don't know, but I don't know. Even that's a thankless job. I'm, I'm not even sure what, what, uh, like, what's like appropriate for Theo Epstein at this point. Yeah, be- become the GM, become the GM of the D- Detroit Lions, maybe. Uh, <laughs> right. Think, try to get them a Super Bowl. Right, right, right. Um. So, so yeah. So that all that happened, and then Jack, it was also announced um, yesterday, coming on the heels of a bad, um like fake out call of a Giancarlo Stanton homer that didn't go out of the park um, that hit off the top of the wall. Um, Vaskersian was convinced that it was a home run yesterday on the broadcast. Um, mm-hmm. He is uh, leaving um, Sunday night baseball, which is kind of sad because that, that broadcast was so bad. Um, but, uh, but he's leaving. And so now, now A-Rod will be there still, I guess, but, but Vaskersian is leaving. I, I yeah. Don't... He'll be their, their rock. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Um, so yeah, I don't, you know, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what's up with that. Like, yeah, you're, you're right, Jeremy. It, it had fallen into the so bad it was good category. Yeah. Um, we, we could have just had a whole podcast ripping on like the, the previous night, Sunday night baseball and all the dumb stuff they said. But if, if they're committed to having A-Rod be in that booth, they're going to have a tough time getting an announcer worth uh, worth uh, their salt, so to speak. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think Boog would want to step in that booth with A-Rod. Maybe they could get Jason Benetti. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they – because Jason Benetti can kind of make anybody look good. Yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised if they went after him for the Sunday night broadcast. That's, that's, a, that's an interesting idea, yeah. And then like – and he's already doing the stat cast because I think on ESPN two they do an alternate broadcast, and he's already doing that one. So that it would not surprise me if I could make a bet in Las Vegas, I would bet on Jason Benetti for that job. 
that's interesting. That would be cool. That'd be a great opportunity for him. Um, God, that would be interesting. Like, I could just picture Jason Benetti trying to like you know be funny with A Rod and A Rod just not getting it. <laughs> yeah, oh, hey, t- it's Tuesday night in Chicago. Why not? <laughs> with that when when he saw the people eating the popcorn. So yeah, <laughs> that, that's A Rod's form of humor. Yeah, right. Oh God. Um. So so yeah. So that was a thing. Um. And Jack, I guess uh, one more thing to to talk about here in, in this in this abbreviate somewhat abbreviated episode. Um, you know, the season ended, uh, on Sunday for the Cubs, uh, in St. Louis. Um, traditionally what will happen, um, is the team will, um, you know, come back the next day, uh, to the stadium and just clean out their lockers and just like, you know, pack it in for the season and, and head home probably to Arizona or, uh, maybe even out of the country. And so I, I was, well, um, yeah. Or, or if they wanted to try to make it to the, you know, one of the wild card games right. too, they be able to attend anyway. Yeah, it depends on if someone they, they, you know, they were on a team with for half a season, uh, wanted to, uh, <laughs> you know, like pay them, pay their respects. Um, but, uh, yeah. Um, so I went down to a Wrigley field, um, kind of like spur of the moment, uh, on Monday afternoon, um, to uh, just see what was going on, and I, I drove by first just to scope it out, and there were there was a group of people out there, very similar to um, it might have even been the same people um, who were like the Nico Horner fan club who we saw after one of those mm-hmm. games, maybe yeah. the Pirates game, um, and uh, so we were standing. So there's people who were standing right on that that corner where the firehouse is, and um, I uh, I decided to park my car and come, go over there. I mean, I brought cards, so it's not like I was it was totally spur of the moment, but I brought some cards to get signed. And uh, I parked a couple blocks away, actually on Sheffield, and I was like walking over to that spot. And as soon as I walked, as I was walking up to the spot, people were kind of like bunching up. And Edbert Alzali was there signing autographs. Um, so he that's was, like, awesome. Yeah, he was cleaning out his locker, and um, he stopped over to sign for people. Um, he was super nice. Um, I I pretty much Jack. I pretty much just brought like a, a Frank Schwindel card and maybe like Hermosillo and some other like kind of the new guys. Uh, just because I wanted, I, I really want to get a Frank Schwindel autograph card. Um, but uh, I grabbed a stack of Cubs cards on the way out the door, and luckily I had an Alzali card, so I had him sign it. Um, so that was pretty cool. Um, he was really nice. He took a lot of pictures with people. Um, uh, but I gotta say, the, the the people out there were like the dredges of the dredges. Like there, Oof. there was like a family, like. There was, like, two families. There was, like, a dad and his little kid, like, his little boy. And then there was, like, a mom and her two, like, kind of, like, teenage, like, like late teenage uh, old, like, daughters. Um, the one girl said she skipped school to do this. Uh, but wow. then but then there were just, like, these fucking, like, cr- like, scuzz bucket, like, fans. And, like, it was really gross. And, like, you know, we had just kind of, like, uh, you know gave penance to the like gave like peace to the uh the autograph freaks but these guys were like fucking these guys were gross they were smoking pot like there were people like smoking pot on the corner there was a guy like there there was a guy eating shells and there's just shells like everywhere like in front of the firehouse there's a guy there was a guy like sit like resting like a can of coke on the firehouse window it's like these guys were creeps uh and me and then i was there too (laughs) um but uh but yeah so elzelite came out um jason hayward came over and he signed for everybody um, and, uh, God, I'm not sure. I, I know I've said some on the podcast, but privately I've said some horrible, horrible things about Jason Hayward, especially this year. Um, and, uh, 
But there I was right there standing in line waiting to get his autograph. And then when he got yeah, it, I, I said, thank I you. I think you, you've literally said things like he doesn't deserve to be in for one play of a game. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, and uh, he had some uh, interesting uh, comments about the vaccine and everything. And um, yes. Yeah. So um, but uh, there I was getting his autograph. So go figure. Um, but um but yeah, so he signed uh, for everybody, um, and again, like that was cool. He signed for for everybody. There were people like friggin' talking to him about <clears throat> some bullshit. Like like he's like, hey, uh, I saw you in Puerto Rico or something, and I was about to get your autograph, but then like you left or something like the day before, and I couldn't get it. And like, will you be back? He's like, yeah, I'll be back. Whatever. It's like well, I don't know what the fuck they're these people were talking to him <laughs> about, but um, it was cool that he signed. Um, some of the people there were saying like Wilson Contreras also came in. They saw him coming in. Uh, so they're like, he's still in there. Like, you know, so he'll be coming out at some point and, you know, we'll get his autograph. Um, I was, it was my work day. So I had to like kind of get back and like take care of some work. Um, so I, I left at some point I was out there for like two, two hours. Um, and, uh, I left at some point and, um, got in my car, drove by and I saw people like kind of gathering up. Like as soon as I left, basically Wilson Contreras came out. So I was like, shoot, like Wilson, Contr- I'm going to miss Wilson Contreras, whatever. I was actually okay with missing him. Cause I've had his autograph before. Um, like from, from packs from like a card from a pack. But, um, I decided to park anyway, walked over and like, I saw his car pull out of the parking structure. Then I saw a bunch of people like wait. And then like his car stopped and they all like ran over to his car and he was signing autographs for people out, out of his car window. Nice. Um, and so I got his autograph and, uh, I did tell him, I'm like, Hey Wilson, man, I hope you're back next year. And he's like, thank you. Uh, I hope so too. Um, oh, wow. which was cool. But then I'm like, did I put the fear of like being traded into his head? I mean, they showed video of him at, after the last home game, looking out on the field, like, you know, just the same way that Bryant did before he got traded. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it looked a little ominous. Like he knows he's going to be traded. I don't know. Um, or just in case. Uh, he gets traded, you know, to take it in one last time. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so I, I hope I didn't like put the the fear of, of being traded into his head. Uh, I think he probably got that on July 31st. Uh, yeah. Right. What, what kind of car did he drive? Um, he had like, a um, an SUV. I don't remember exactly which kind, but the plates were, um, they were like temporary plates or something. They weren't like regular plates. Like there was like, I almost want to say. They weren't like FOP because that's cops, but there was some kind of they were some kind of either dealer plates or something like I don't know. It was, you know, something maybe like a loaner car or something. So, uh, but his like wife and like I don't think it was his daughter. I don't know who. Maybe it was his like wife's sister or something was was with them and they had their dog with them. Um, mm-hmm. In retrospect, I wish that I would have told him. Um, I would I would have asked him about uh, going to BN Misabe. <laughs> Um, oh yeah. But and I thought of all these things that I should have said to him afterwards. Um, but at least I said something to him. But, uh, so anyway, so I, I, I went there Monday for a couple hours. I ended up with Elzelai Hayward and Contreras's autographs on, on cards on like their own cards. And so I thought that was pretty cool. So I, I drove by again on Tuesday and like there was the only people there were those, those crust people, those crust yeah. autograph guys. So I was like, I don't even want to deal with that. And then I was going to go back again today just to check it because I heard them say that they have three days to clean out their lockers. I was going to go back today and I kind of forgot. I got busy at work. So, um, so I don't know. I don't know if anything's going to be going on there tomorrow, but, um, it was cool to get a couple autographs. Yeah, that's cool. And, uh, uh, Hey, you know, 
actually, Contreras might be at the Brewers Braves series because his I, his brother is on the roster right. for the Braves as, as a catcher. Yeah, so he'll be wearing a Braves jersey. Um, you know, he'll be there with um, uh, Scott Boris probably again still maybe Marlins man. You know, like yeah, right, yeah. right. So. Um, yeah, I, I wonder if, uh, it, you know, if, if William will play at all in the series. I think Travis Durneau is the regular catcher, but yeah, um, yeah, we'll see. I've never actually seen his brother play, so that could be interesting. Me neither. The guy in front of me, I heard him say to, uh, to him, he's like, oh, so, uh, we'll see you back here in November with, uh, William, right? And Wilson was like, huh? And he's like, oh yeah, yeah. And I was like, what, what the fuck does that mean? Yeah, what does that mean? Well, it turns out, Jack, I was looking at, um, there's a card show here in November, and I looked, and Wilson Contreras and William are both doing an appearance, so I guess that that's what he meant, but, like, he didn't say, like, at the card show, he just said, we'll see you back here in November, and it's like, what, what whatever, dude, it's like, yeah. I'm sure Wilson doesn't even, like, realize he signed up for that, so. <laughs> right. Yeah, so I guess. You gonna, you gonna go to that one, Jeremy? Well, I might, I don't know if I would go to get their autographs necessarily, but, um. I'm trying to th- I did look to see who the lineup was. There's some there are some cool guys like Lee Smith is going to be there. Um uh Joe Madden is actually going to be there. That's kind of oh. tempting. I I kind of would like to meet Joe Madden, get his autograph. Um so I might I might actually do that, but uh, I think the Bears are going to be playing that day, so I, I don't know. We'll see. All right, genius Joe. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um well, uh yeah, I got we were almost at an even hour here, Jeremy, so we can wrap this one up. Yeah, let's wrap it up. Uh, regular season's over, but uh, we'll be we'll be covering the playoffs for sure, and then we'll be coming up with some fun episodes. This is our first non-recap game in a while, um, so we'll, we have a we have a whole winter uh, to get to those, and hopefully to get to some uh, random winter events as well. So um, yeah, right. It'll uh, it's you know uh, we got the playoffs for now. It's going to be a long winter, but hopefully um, you know we'll be here to uh, help bridge the gap, and, and we'll find some fun events to go to if not for only our own sanity, but uh, there should be some more weirdos out there for us to, to torch uh, before spring, before uh, the season starts next year. Yeah, definitely. Winter is coming, Jeremy, as they say in Game of Thrones, you, which you don't watch, no, right? No, I don't. I don't, okay, but I know the there reference. We go. All right, there we go. We'll end it there. Okay, cool. I'm, I'm Jack Swakowski and, for Rain Delay Theater. And I'm Jeremy Dionisio. We'll see you next time. Later. Later.